BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now entering Nerdist.com. Todd here. Um, I'm thinking about not doing the podcast anymore. I'm just going to have a jingle story. I open up. You know what I mean? I sell jingles to people. This isn't that what this is all about. Huh? Yeah? Eh? 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 Alright, what if I did that for 30 minutes? By the way, I know you saved these messages and play them now, so, so you can't do it surprise me. As I'm leaving this message, I'm thinking, they'll probably use it. You know what? It's fucking up everything, because now I'm like, oh shit, this message sucks. You know what, I'm thinking about having a whole show devoted to Gogurt. Hi. You're great. Bye. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. The entertainer's entertainer, Todd Glass, everyone. From the beautiful La Cienega Strip, high atop Black Horse Motors, it's the Todd Glass Show. It's week three of the Todd Glass Show. With co-host Daniel Kino, he's co-hosting again. He's Todd Glass's really good friend. Tonight's guest is Henry Phillips, a really funny guy with a guitar. Instead of writing jingles for the Todd Glass show, I should be drinking in a bar. But I write jingles for the Todd Glass show. All these jingles you have to know, Todd really loves them for his show. He loves jingles. He loves them oh so much, I can't believe it, I do this for a living, it's not great, but I wait, I don't get paid, how do I make a living if I don't get paid for writing all these songs, well I guess it's just a thing, one of those friendly, friendly things, and I write jingles for the Todd Glass Show, hey, Carvin, Carvin, he still provides <laughs> all the audio, for the Todd Glass Show and his new Echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves his Echo. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my God. How are you? What if this is the way I started the podcast, <laughs> Henry? Like, you're like, oh, does Todd do a different character? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Henry Phillips is sitting across from me. Hi, Henry. Oh, hey, man. Of course, Andrew is here. Do I say your last name wrong, Andrew? Yell it real loud because you're not mic'd. Furtado. All right, don't be disrespectful. I want you, I want him <laughs> escorted out of the building. And uh, Katie is here. And, um, of course, uh, 
Daniel Kino is here one Hello. more week. One I don't week. have a permanent co-host because I didn't want – I just thought it would be easier not to have a permanent co-host because it, it's a lot, you know, for two people to – I'll just be a guest every week. Well, you, you could be – it's temporary. It's tempor- <laughs> everything's temporary because it's easier for me. That way, you know. It's like if I had a sitcom. Did we talk about this? Yes. On the air we did? Maybe not on the air. Oh, God damn it. I'm running out of topics. Uh-oh. Pull out a cart. If you had a sitcom, what? It would be a different... I would have every person on the sitcom have an ailment. That way it's not weird to lose them. So, like, say the son goes, I want more money. <laughs> oh, really? Because the military is going to call and want you back in Iraq. Every, leave, the wife yeah. has a cancer. It's in remission. So she starts being a pain in the ass. The writer, I go into the writer's room and I go... Everybody, <laughs> the, wife gets, the cancer comes back this week. So, but you leave yourself an out. I give myself an out with every character. That's great. So Even the dog, because you know the dog wouldn't do anything bad, but the trainer can be a prick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, your dog, you, oh, he's worth, he's the whole show? Because really? he gets hit by a bus next week. All right, that's certainly no way to open a show. That way you can avoid the commitment. Yeah, you don't got to pet like people. Got to save money where you can. All right, guys, can I get a word in here edgewise? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, we even have a an organist here today. Mm-hmm. That is... Wow. Todd. How come atheists never have organists? Like, they never go, and there is no God <laughs> because I'm here to tell you today. That's the... You know, that's the reason. Because they're not, they don't have the follow through that the Christ, the other religions with music. You need music to get people to listen. Well, to they've you. already uh, cornered the market, so now it sounds religious if you're if you're using an organ. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. You know what? We're going to take a break. <laughs> um, I also That's wanted a real to say answer. this is a weird. No, no, you're, I think that was a good answer. Oh, the organist is leaving. What if I needed a piece of organ music? I don't know. Thank you. As he reaches over the organ, um, you know this is a weird thing to bring up. But last week I listened. I did listen to the podcast, and I felt I, I wanted to say this. I, I want this to be always a comfortable area that anybody can do anything. And I feel like Daniel, you did something, and I listened to it, and then I shit on it, and and I feel bad. This is always a safe zone. I'm being totally serious. Like people aren't going to be as comfortable as they can be as if they do something, and then someone goes, "That was dumb." <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but I heard it. So in case you know what it was, that's is that weird? You know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. What am I saying? You asked me to look up some uh, some interesting stuff on the internet. Oh yes. And then when I did, you said it was lame <laughs> because I felt like you brought up all the. Oh wait, I'm starting all over again. I should have been nicer. I should have said, "Well, here's what I think. I have an idea." You also have to be organic if we're going to do a show every week. I don't want to act like it's interesting if it isn't. I also didn't care as much, but you felt like you really no, went out I of your way. But I don't like hurt that. my feelings, which you didn't. Oh, I didn't? You no. know why? Why? Because you're soulless. Oh. I start all over. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I am hurt a little bit. Ah, shut up. It's oh. my show. So what I'm going to do is, Henry, we'll get to you in a second. I know what it's like when you come to these podcasts. It's like, come on, you're, you're here. You want to talk, right? <laughs> and you're going to get to talk so much. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, please. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> But from now on, when there's a moment, we have this thing that someone sent us, and it's uh, questions, uh, not, uh, not your mom's dinner party table uh, topics. And then whenever there's a moment in the show where something happens, instead of getting uncomfortable, we'll just, you'll hear this, that's the lid coming off. And then uh, we'll take one of these cards out. It doesn't matter if it gets real quiet. And we'll be like, what objective do you, oh, no, we did that one last week. It could be something like, how many people in this room could you beat up at arm wrestling? And then... Well, I mean, Hmm. we're using it as an example. I can tell you, if it wasn't that I've arm wrestled a few times and lose every time, I would say, I honestly would say everybody in this room, if I'd never arm wrestled. But over the years of arm wrestling people, even when I think they're weak, I lose every time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say everyone in this room could beat me. And I don't know why, but I can't arm wrestle that good. 
So who do you, do you think you could beat anybody in here, Daniel? Yeah, I could probably take most of the people in here. You think so? Yeah. I'll well, maybe, li- maybe, maybe uh, except the organ player. He's, he, he looks fit. Yeah. How about you? Strong arms. Did, did, uh, I'm terrible. I'm a weakling. Andrew? <laughs> Katie? I'd beat everybody. Ooh, you really think so? Challenge. Well, then let's do something. Like, I don't want to do it now because it's too much in the beginning of the show, but when we, like, later we'll take a break, we'll do a little arm wrestling, All and right. we'll come back, and then we'll tell everyone who beat who. That, yeah. That'll be a right way to do it, right? I don't want to do it on the air. So, anyway, let me put that behind there, and here we go. Now, you might think, first of all, hi, Henry. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Tonight. I'm, now I'm afraid to say something that you're going to be like, that's lame. No, no, no. It's the opposite okay. of that. Yeah. I just meant there's nothing. It's a safe space here. No, safe but it's a safe space. But it is. I know exactly what you mean. It's a very uncomfortable feeling when, when you put yourself out there and then somebody says something like that. And, yeah, and you're, and you're going to be more yourself if you, you're not afraid that that's going to happen. So, you know. Can I tell you, a couple of years ago, I was dating this girl that I was really excited about and I was terrified of saying the wrong thing. And one time she called me and I was, it's one of those girls that I'm looking forward to it all day, just hearing from her. And I answered the phone and I said, uh, Hey, how's it going? Cute stuff. <laughs> and she goes, uh, don't call me that. That's gay. Ooh. And, uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, that made, that made me. G- oh, I felt terrible after that. How old were you? I mean, was it 10 years ago, five years ago? It was about two years ago. Oh. And that was such an endear. See, there's. Uh, that, I'm glad you gave that example because that meant ex- that's exactly. You sort of you you were. That's gay. I know. First of all, well, she was 18. You know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I shouldn't have been dating her to begin with. You know. But what are you uh, doing? Calling her? You should be texting her. Is that a true story? She was my student. <laughs> Did I just fall for that, or is that a true story? No, no. That she wasn't. She was a little older. Than she that. was. A, I would think I could smell that coming, but I. <laughs> she was eighteen, so it's not a big deal. No, I exaggerated how young she was, but she was a lot younger than she was. Part of that generation that just throws the word gay around. Yeah. Well, it happens. We've talked about this before. It happens every so many. There's always a word like that, and people never want to give it up because they think no, no. No, no, I don't mean that. Yeah, but yeah. it does mean that. Yeah, at least yeah. that's what, my feeling. What you mean is not normal and less than normal. Yeah, that's, that's why you call it. Using it's it. used in a movie as gay. It means it's like 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 some people that are not, uh, you know, that feel about gay people. And the, so if you don't mean it that way, you you wouldn't. It doesn't mean it, you mean it from the, every example is like we've talked about this before. So I'll keep it short. I promise. Whenever those words are in transition, people always argue them. And I I remember once I've told this story on the on my on blah blah blah. But uh, uh my cousin was using the word uh, nigger rig, and my mom said, you know, I'm not. I always go when I go to use that word when when it's necessary. I always think, oh, you know, oh, but I have to. It's it's an it's a decent example, you know. And he's my mom said, don't use that word. You don't use that word. He went, oh. And his feelings were like the same people, the same way people are told when I say that's so gay. Like, here's their feelings. I think I'm a smart person and I'm open minded, but aren't you pushing it now? I don't mean gay. And that, and if but if you look and that's how he felt about that word. He, yeah, yeah. He wanted to defend it. He wanted to correct my mom. Like, no, like I don't mean. I'm not a hateful person. I I have black friends. I just mean like you mean. Yeah, you mean. What? It, it's not good. Now, back then it might have been some people going, but now if you look back on that. Would you want to defend that? Would you want to go, no, I want to use that word. So I always say be ahead of the time. If someone tells you not to use a word, just 
It hurts oh, people's feelings. Well, Fucking stop days, it. You could say all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, like, you know, there used to be that expression, you know, oh, I'm so horny I could fuck a little kid, you know. But I don't think anybody says that anymore. I think wait, it's wait, 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 wait. Is well, that, you know, you you, know you, my, you, you've heard people say that? Well, yeah. A lot of my family members would say, <laughs> shut the wait. fuck up. I'm sorry. That's awful. All right. That was one that's of those things. Awful. I just shut the fuck up. put myself out there. Just, I, want, I wanted to keep going. Like, we find out that he's been molested since he was a I had, kid. I had to back out of that one. It felt really uncomfortable. Your mom but, is, um, your dad's on the phone. Oh, shit. He is. Hello, this is Henry's father. Uh, yeah, hey, it's, I'm sorry about that comment. I was joking. That's all right. I mean, we we said that back then, Henry. I'd be like, yeah, I could fuck a little kid right now. <laughs> all right, that bits. I got my new, <laughs> Katie got me my new phone thing. I'm so happy I was dying to use it. How cool is that? That's great. So, um, my dad sounds like uh, Charlie from Charlie's Angels. Oh, is this better? I like it. All right. All right. So let's take a break. I mean, not a break, but let's take a deep breath. Uh, it's, I, um, I don't know. I want to mention this, but it's not like it doesn't have to put everybody into a funk. Yeah. But I'll tell you why. I, uh, Uncle Frank from the Jimmy Kimmel show uh, died today. And oh, today, you're kidding me. Yeah. Today, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I thought you knew that. I did not. Oh, I loved Uncle Frank. Oh, he, was, he, was, he was. He was. And I thought about it. I, I had gone to visit him Friday. And this is obviously Tuesday, and the show gets released on Friday. So I'm not saying anything that, that everyone doesn't know by now that watches the show. And I really just didn't want to, you know, memorialize him for just, you know, to memorialize him. And I was thinking, like, it really – I went to see him in the hospital, and it really just – it got to me. It really, you know, I mean, anybody dying obviously is never a joyous, but sometimes it affects you at different levels. And I, and I realized why today I was like, because every time I went to that show, you, whenever I go to those shows, I always think, well, you got your material, if you run it, and then you think you're not nervous anymore. God, remember how nervous I used to be? And when you're getting ready to go do that show, you get nervous. I mean, oh, yeah. you get a, st- yeah. I get a pit in my stomach that is just, Oh my, I think like, God damn it. Why is this <laughs> happening? Like, I'm glad to hear you get that too. Cause I get it for sure. Yeah, but did, I, I mean, you've done a lot of this stuff before. So I thought that you would. No, no, same. I get and uncle Frank. And, and so that makes sense. He was like in the midst of the most show busy type of thing, That's a, right. a talk show. He was this normal guy walking around uncle frank and yeah. he calmed me like in the midst of all this i get to have uncle frank here oh yeah he was wonderful yeah but uh you know mark cohen and i did the show like several years ago mm-hmm. and, and we were a little insecure about it afterward it, i don't know if it if it necessarily went over the way we wanted it to which <laughs> is a nice way what, to what did say. you what did you do we did a song it? called uh, my favorite jew you know and i was just like singing to him like you're my favorite jew my favorite and i i don't know people were kind of um, not really getting the, you know, the kind of sarcasm or something, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we hung out with uncle Frank and he was great. And they did a bit where they put a yarmulke on him afterward and, and it was, it made it a lot more fun, but, um, yeah, no, that's really, that's really too bad to hear, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was, it was just, that's what it was. Is, is my mic sound okay? Yeah. So yeah. And, and that's what it was. It was eight or nine years of doing the show and just him being there. And I, the funny thing is I always get to shows ridiculously early. Like I'll go there at like three you know i figure why not put myself in a fake world where people get you coffee and you need a sandwich why why would i not want to be there you know and then i try to make the show last as long as i can they give you a town car afterwards and i like oh i go out to eat thai food afterwards and then they'll take me home i want to let just stretch this thing out so uh so i would get there early and uncle frank would be there early and uh so i would you know just talk and talk and and uh and then the other thing that about uncle frank there was that um i'm drawing a blank here Anyway, on the positive side, 
the last, what a great way for a guy like that to spend the last decade of his life on a show like that, where it was so much fun. Everything's different. All these new people. I mean, that, that part of it is really pretty awesome. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly, obviously that's one of those things you, I know it sounds cliche, but yeah, he really did have a, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, an amazing, amazing yeah. second life. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So anyway, the, uh, the, cause a lack of a bet, I, you know, you don't, when I go to buy cards, you never, I don't want to buy a stereotypical card, you know, cause you, you just want to buy something a little more, you know, a little better than the shitty cards that are on the shelf. So, but for a lack of a, you know, a better knowing what to say as we go to another topic that just our thoughts go out to, uh, Everybody over there. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So yeah. we don't need to, you know, now we can, should we take, no, no. Well, that got really weird. Now I feel weird about that comment. You want to take a break? A little play, <laughs> you want to take a break? Play 15 songs? <laughs> Recoup? I'll yeah. tell you what we're going to do. We mm -hmm. do. We, we have a little, this is like, uh, we'll play, we'll take a break, right? We have a, I love my jingles. I think this is a good spot for it. This yeah. is an opportunity to uh, play a little jingle in memory of Uncle Frank. There you we'll go. Play one of my jingles. We'll take a break. The Todd Glass Show's coming right back. Wait right there, Toddy's coming back. Go. Who does the arrangements on that stuff? That's great. I have a friend. Uh, that Very nice. He does. It was a nice little. I think I. I don't know who does the arrangements. I great like that you call them playing. arrangements. Well, great trumpet playing and also some nice. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, drop, drop two, drop four harmony, block harmony. I, I think love, it's drop four. Is it that? Is I, that? I, it? I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I love the talk when when musicians. I know nothing about music. God, my, my headphones sound funny. I know nothing about music, but I love the dialogue that musicians have between each other. It's just so I I want to have that. Like you, you know, do, when they you, ha you do have that. You have that with comedians. No, but I want to have it with musicians. Yeah, huh? but you guys say words like chunk, you know, or riff. <laughs> you have bits. <laughs> but you know when a musician looks at another musician and he yeah. goes, he goes like, you know, like pull it back, or it looks like he's going to vamp a little longer. The 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 uh, you know, and they yeah. just know how to look at him, and he's going to maybe go into the audience, so they have to. You know, stretch out the chorus a little longer, and they give each other a look. I fucking eat that up. Yeah, it's very cool. All right, there's a lot of great, uh, great musician uh, stories too. Like what? Oh, I don't have any, but I'm sure uh, that there's probably a lot. <laughs> no, Henry, how did you? No, uh, one of my favorites is a buddy of mine who's a bass player who um, wanted to play, in, you know, very successfully with a bunch of bands and everything. But he said his dad was extremely strict, but his mom sort of forced his dad. To let uh, to let his son uh, play in the orchestra, and his dad was reluctant because he was a big band leader, and he's like, oh, "I can't screw this up." And so apparently, this is the day that they're in the orchestra. It's a big gig, and he's got uh, his son there on the pace. And the way that he counts the whole thing off at this big event is he goes. One, two, don't blow it. Four, and then it's like, oh, you know, this, this guy has this. It's like his dad just said, "Don't blow it." Like one beat before the. Uh, Is that a true story? That's a true. That's what my friend told me. Yeah, yeah. One, two, don't blow it. Four. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He was. My guess is he was being silly, or is he? He's either the silliest, I, I think, coolest I, dad I, in the world. It says a lot about his dad. I don't. I don't think it was supposed to be silly. That's my phone. That's so unprofessional. Let's see who it is. Don't, don't, uh, let me see. 
I don't know the number. Hey, by the way, if you text people, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but sign your texts. I, you know, I don't have a uh, – you, no, wait. I want to find out. Anybody mm. relate with what I'm saying? Probably you mean no. say like, you know, hey, I'm going to meet you over at – No, no. When you, when you text somebody, if you don't talk to them every day. Now, obviously, if you're positive that we're talking every day, there's certain people that don't have to sign their text. But if it's someone I haven't – Sometimes it's someone I haven't talked to in three years. They work at a club or I know them through, you know. the. Uh, oh, yeah. And then they just yeah. write it, hey, blah, 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 and nothing. I'm like, oh, you, th- you think I have every number? I yeah, like yeah. to erase numbers out of my phone. I, I, I like to erase well, shit out of my phone. People get new phones and they don't necessarily transfer. Right. Yeah. No, I always, if it's somebody I haven't talked to, I'm like, hey, man, it's Henry. Uh, right, know, right. Meet me at the corner of, uh, you know, Airdrome and La Cienic. Mm. Henry, how'd you uh, get started in, uh, like, when did you start well, you comedy? Know, I was hoping you'd ask. I, um. I've start, I was basically a failed musician, you know. I mean, I remember uh, I would play uh, music in coffee houses for years, and I would play these kind of wear your heart out on your sleeve kind of songs that were just sort of, uh, you know, kind of in the vein of like a James Taylor or a Billy Joel sometimes, a lot of love songs, and I would hope that people would listen. And uh, I'd go to these coffee houses, and these guys didn't even want to hear anything uh, like it. You know, they would talk throughout the whole thing. And then one night, I was... Uh, in uh, I was playing at a club. I, my friend, I was actually watching a show, and it was an open mic night or whatever. And uh, these guys said, "Hey, does anybody have anything else they want to do?" And I had one song. I had one song, and it was called "What Do You Want Me to Do About It." And I was like, oh, "I've never really performed this, but I used to use this song to sort of make my my musician friends laugh." So I went up there and I did this song, and <laughs> people just hated it. They just hated it. The audience literally. The audience literally split up into two groups. There was the one side of the room that hated it, and then the other side was like oh literally God. throwing things and telling me to get off the stage. But um, so a couple of years later, I was uh, still pursuing it, and uh, and then here I am now. Wow, that's making, great! Uh, good stuff. You know, good stuff. Thousands yeah, of dollars a year doing, <laughs> and, uh, and I like it. Dollars a year. Easily. Thousands of dollars a year. All right. Here's where. Uh, um, Here's the sad part of that bit is that I actually do want to hear how you got started. <laughs> I do. After we all come back, that's our nosiness. I'm going to say it again. Well, you can play it back. <laughs> no, we, go, we all leave again. We do the same bit. We're, seriously, where did you start? Well, um, actually, it, there is kind of an interesting story about it. And before, I thought we were just doing a bit, so I was telling you a different story. But I was uh, dating this bartender who uh, was French-Canadian, and she told me to come by her club, and it was called The Cinegrill, and they were having this sort of cabaret night, and I was there to see a different band, but apparently the band that I went to see was already on. So later that night, I went over there, um, and uh, they asked, does anybody want to come up and do a song? And I was like, well, you know, I have this one song, and there was one song that I had, and then... uh, but uh, that was well. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad I yeah, yeah it's fun I'm glad stuff. I now I feel like an idiot. I actually, and I know Daniel is thinking exactly what I'm. Yeah, thinking. I actually, I, I know, do no. care. Okay, can you please tell us? Uh, of course. And, and by the way, the, the last time, two times that we were doing it, I was having a hard time because I didn't know what joke kind of version to say. But no, if, no. if you guys want to really I know, do, for I, real. I feel like there should be a safe word. Okay, we have. okay, yeah. okay. A good we're, old buddy. just just yeah. the edited version of sort of you know where'd you start? What was your first open mic night? And I'm always curious whenever I meet other comedians. I'm always yeah. like I'm curious of that stuff. Because the truth is, like even though we all come from different places, mm-hmm. it never ceases to amaze me how similar our 
everyone's journey in well, a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. Right, right. So. And also, like, the, you know, how young the comedians liked comedy. Like, I used yeah. to think I was the only one. I well, wait, hold on, hold on. So go ahead. Yeah. So I was a, music- a musician for years, and I, ha- I would play it in a band. I was basically a film musician. I had this buddy, Eric Heinlein, who was going through a breakup at the time. And I was just kind of messing around, and I pulled out the local newspaper, and I started just sort of singing, you know, hey, I know you're going through a breakup, I know you're sad, I know you want to kill yourself. And then I looked in the newspaper, and I saw, I know that General Motors just shed 14% of its automotive components operations to accelerate the overhaul of unprofitable North American expenditures, resulting in the loss of nearly 14,000 American jobs. You know, that was the bit where it would just go on forever. And then all of a sudden... uh, my buddy started laughing and he's like, Hey, that's pretty good. You know, you should go over to this comedy show that I do and you should do it as a bit. And I think it would be pretty fun, you know? Um, and that's kind of how I got started. And then several years later, here I am making hundreds of dollars a year. And, uh, and it's a lot of fun. See, seeing you over there, I'm like, please, I go, if anybody could do it, Henry will do it. Like, I didn't want you to stop. I didn't want you to think like, is he still funny? Like, cause that's what you're always worried about. I'm always worried about, are people listening, laughing? But I was like, to just see you over there, just going and the organs playing. And you're like, well, the funny thing is, you know, I have always done it. Was it hard to keep? Was it- oh yeah, it was a little bit. By the way, uh, <laughs> you've probably had this so many times when you're just, when you're at a club in the middle of nowhere and right afterward, um, you, somebody want, everybody wants to talk to you, you know, cause you're the comedian or whatever. And some, some people you don't really feel like talking. You'll hear, you'll overhear a really fun conversation mm-hmm. you want to be part of that, but you don't want to be impolite. So this is what happened to me. Um, this guy, he must be so used to people walking away while he's talking cause he's so boring <laughs> that he actually worked out some kind of a defense strategy against it. And like you're me, for example, and you know how when you don't really want to talk to somebody, you just kind of agree with whatever they say. So it just sort of flows and then you can walk out easy. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't there's there's no uh, disagreeing. It's a lot of yeah, yeah, yes. OK, yeah, so yeah. Just, you want me so to this, be and I'm, I'm this guy and you're me. And OK, so just kind of agree with me. So okay. uh, here's what the guy does. Goes, and we meet after a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He goes, hey, so where are you from? And then say California, whatever. California, California. That's a good place. Yeah. And then just sort of agree with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. And then now I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm in an argument with the guy. Like, how did he do? He, he pulled a trick on me. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, you know. Because he didn't. He had to get you to disagree by faking his answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here I am. He was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, yeah, what kind of car do you drive? I drive a, well, right now I'm driving a, an SUV. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good car. That's a good car. Yeah, I like it. No. No, it's not. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I've already committed to being on the opposite. So now we're in an argument and I can't leave because it's just. That's brilliant. I know. Yeah. This guy really is the king of boring conversations and you know, he's figured out a way that people won't walk away from. Him. I always wonder if pe- people don't know they're boring because if somebody, if, if every time you tell a story at the end of it, people just say, ah, what are you going to do? That, that means they have nothing to add to your story. So, you know. You know what? I'm always paranoid when I'm high, mm-hmm. like at a party or something, and I'm talking to somebody and it's boring. That's that's the thing that I'm afraid people can read on my face is that I'm, I can't fake interest enough. And, and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah. just smile and nod. That's all you have to do is smile and nod. It's very mechanical. That There's no way he knows what you're thinking. But I don't know if I'm if I do that well. No, I know, and I hate when you're you're afraid that maybe somebody's going to ask you about what they were. This is like earlier when you were telling the story about whatever you were talking about. Like I wasn't paying attention, you know, and I didn't know, and I was like, oh no, is Todd going to say something that's going to make me feel like like I should have been paying attention? <laughs> I'm joking, but 
I, I love everything. No, uh, go for the card. Uh-oh, we're pulling out a card. What would be a good? No, I'm, I don't want to read one. That was just comedic. Um, <laughs> that was nice. No, that reminds me the, the story you were telling me about meeting people after, after oh, yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. That was like the time it was in Irvine, and um, I guess it was like. I, this couple came up to me afterwards. I guess it was like an interracial couple, which I didn't even care. But they were so like bent on that it bothered me, so they kept making sarcastic jokes about it. And I was like, "No, I'm. I don't care." I go, "You guys, did you have someone else? Because I don't know why you're talking to me like that." And I don't know. I guess it was the manager of the club in Brea. William Brea was in Irvine. I don't remember how. I guess it was. It doesn't even matter. I'm getting caught up on a detail that doesn't even matter. But so then anyway, I just want to get away from them. So I go to this other person, but I don't know that they're with the the guy. You understand with the couple. So I go, Jesus Christ, those people are so boring. And he goes, Yeah, they're with me. I oh my God, I wanted to just like fucking. You talk about being embarrassed. I just felt like. I wanted to just die right there. But the thing was, then I go out to eat. We're like, we got out of there and we sort of laughed it off. And we're sitting in Chili's. And guess who fucking walks in? No way. Who do you think? It's uh, them. From the from, from the this show. This is actually a funny bit. Like, you come back, but you, you have to guess where I was at. No, no. Yeah. Who do you think was there the, sitting the, across from me? The couple from the show. Yeah, but what were you and, and guess what? Yeah. Uh, wait, you guessed actually. That was did. good. Oh, did were you listening over there? No, not really. Oh, that was good. That ruined my whole bit. I wasn't paying um, attention. No, that's uh, hey. Can I get another beer? Is that fine? Oh Jesus! Oh, I, hey, I don't have to do it. Right no, no. Now, of course but... you can. This is a, this is a comfortable atmosphere. I, I want mean, everyone... Yeah, no, I'm having a good time. Get this Henry a beer. You know, it's funny on the way down here. Where'd you was, Where'd you come from? Uh, well, I live right around the corner, you know. So I knew I had something to do tonight. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh you really suck those beers down, and I was, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. But I was going to take a shower, and then I was just like, you know, I was like completely naked. I had my loofah or whatever. I had mm. my soap and everything. Mm. I was like about to actually take a shower, and then all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck? Am I, I'm going to fucking hang out with Todd. Well, you what am I what, doing? Though, I still Taking like a when shower. people put a little effort in the way they look. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just hanging out with you and your podcast. You know, why am I going to do well, that? Paul Tompkins, Paul F. Tompkins shows up in a nice suit. You know, or a nice sweater, at least, with a tie. I like that. It makes no, me No, I mean, feel- if I were hanging out with Paul F. Tompkins, I would probably do oh. it. But I'm just saying, you know, but, but it was funny because I was almost going to take a shower, and then I was like, what the hell am I doing? Well, you look good. I'm not going to lie. Oh, What's the nice, longest yeah. you've gone without showering recently as an adult in your recent life? How many days have you gone? Oh, I've gone three days easy. Yeah? yeah. Do you ever see anybody? I don't shower when I'm on the road. You don't? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you ever see anybody? And... I think as I get older, I say things because maybe I feel like more of a father figure. Yeah. And I'll see somebody and I'll go, clean your toes. You know, like, cut your toenails. Wow. But who's got their who's I've been got flip their flops. Like flip. you never been around with someone? I love when I have a story. Oh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, and like someone does, who you, who's <laughs> to- it makes me feel like my story is wrong. Like, whose toes way. are you seeing? I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I hanging out <laughs> in this crazy world where people show their toes and no well, one else relates? We do no, live in this crazy flops. world where men show their toes and wear flip-flops nowhere near the beach i think that's just unacceptable well here's here's what i'm trying to do here's i guess i I guess if someone has clean feet i don't care i don't and and by the way i want you to tell me your stance because someone listening right now agrees with you there's someone going oh my god thank you i hate the toes but as long as they're clean i don't care i went through a phase where i flip-flops all the time and i can tell you why i wore them all the time is because it it just seemed easier i didn't have to think remember when i decided i was going to wear flip-flops like if i was throwing on my pants and i went i'm gonna wear flip-flops i went great i don't have to put on the socks or put on but now i have these 
these shoes, which have taken place of flip flops, what do you call these? What are these called? Like boat shoes? Like Vans? They're kind of like Vans, yeah. Yeah, and flip on shoes. Yeah, and I just then I wear them. I don't wear flip flops anymore. But you know, yeah, my grandfather did that. I don't like gave up on. Oh, you're (laughs) shut up. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, make me feel like your grandfather. I, I'm trying to. You know, my grandfather does what? He wears striped white and I can't. What's your shirt? <laughs> what about what about comedians wearing flip flops on stage? That's not that's not allowed, right? You know what? I get what you mean, but I'm like, I'm sure there's I, yeah, no. I guess don't wear flip flops. <laughs> don't wear flip flops on stage, and but, don't. But wear, if somebody's doing that, they must be doing it on purpose. It must be part of what they're going for because it's such an extreme thing. Well, they shouldn't yeah. go for it. Whatever they, it is, they can't going possibly for. be that lazy that they're just like, yeah, I'll just walk on with my flip flops. Well, George Carlin, if did, if he wore flip flops, I'm going to say it's okay. I it's, bet he didn't. I bet, Jerry, he, I bet he didn't even own a pair of flip flops. Did Jerry Seinfeld yeah. ever wear flip flops? No, I doubt it. We ha- he's Correct. he's actually huh. Can we get a, is he on the phone? I'm going to call him up right now. Should, can I call? Oh. Oh, you have his number? Yeah, of course I do. Oh. Yeah, hello? Yeah, this is Jerry Seinfeld. Hi. Oh, hey, hey. Is this, this is Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, this is Jerry Seinfeld. The comedian. Yeah. Todd, you sure you got the right number? From the show? That's Jerry Seinfeld. Guys. It must have been because he answered by saying, yep. "This is Jerry Seinfeld." Thank you. Yeah. Ask him. Uh, we going? didn't tell him that we. Do were you wear flip flops, Jerry? Yeah, I wear flip flops on stage. Sure, I do. That's not. I think so that does. is. That doesn't sound like him. Does it? I, I don't think that's him. But you. Have, have, how long have you been talking to this guy, Todd? Yeah, Todd. Are you sure you just don't want to use your sound effects uh, machine so bad that you? You're launching into these crap bits and making, <laughs> and making your friends play along. You know, I think it might be that, Jerry. I think it might. Very yeah, what'd you do? Get one of those uh, 300 ZNX, uh, what did Craig and Hook you, uh, um, Carvins? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, I, fuck. All right. All right. Um, okay, let's. Um, so Todd and I have a crazy story that happened. Oh, this. Yeah. yeah, this is, uh, this is you're, true. You know when people overset up the story? Mm-hmm. You, Henry, you're going to fucking love this. You're going to oh, rock. Good. It's going to rock your fucking world. Oh, when ready. you hear this story, you are going to fucking shit the fuck. You are going to. F- no, it's, it's I just. I can't wait. No, this is. um. We're driving. Uh, go ahead. So we were in Irvine uh, doing some shows and we were driving to a show. Um, this is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Sorry. So we get off the uh, the freeway in Irvine, Irvine Center Drive or whatever it is. And you know how you make a left to go over the. F- the overpass, mm-hmm. and there in the middle of the street. Oh, by the way, is I, a... I hate to do this. The, the problem is when we were when you when you need people to believe you. Like this, I we, I am going to come up with a safe word on this show, and I don't want it to be swear to God because for comedic reasons, I've said swear to God and I've been and I've lied. Mm-hmm. But I, whatever the safe word is, we're going to come up with it, and we are never ever ever not going to be true to it. Swear to George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swear to George Carlin, yeah. and then um. So not that it's that big of a deal, but this is the type of story. If you don't think, oh, there's a punchline coming, it was just the only thing. This story is just weirdly interesting that it was like in a sitcom, would you say, almost? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, cool. Okay, here's what I'm – so we're so we're driving, and not that many cars out, and um, there in the middle of the street is a briefcase, black briefcase. Mm. So I drive – so I, you know, I have to swerve and, and we drive around it, and, and then we stop at a light uh, down the street, and, you know, jokingly, we're both like, oh, we should go get it. Mm. I mean, why not? I say, I say, I'll go back, but you pick it up. Yeah, because I don't know why I'm afraid. Like, if I'm in the car with him and it blows up, yes, I realize I'm thinking you're going to get blown up too. But I don't, I, I don't mind getting badly burned. I don't want my fucking hand blown off. So, well, he, if it's and blows up in the back seat, you're fucked. I know, I know. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but th- it would be bad if it's on your laptop and it blows up, and then somehow you survive, but your dick and everything from below is missing. I'd rather just go. Yeah, like a hole in my crotch, like a circle <laughs> oh, right man. there. Yeah. So we, so we, we, we saved your legs, sir. But they're just not attached <laughs> to your body anymore. <laughs> but they get, <laughs> yeah, but, but they're usable. <laughs> I don't know. We did it. How do, okay. Okay. So, so anyway, so so we go. Let's 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 go back. So we drive around. I pull around, and uh, we we drive around and uh, make a circle. Come back. It's still there. I stop in the middle of the street. And I, uh, he doesn't even it. get out of the car. He just, just opens the, the door. door and grabs it, throws it on my lap. Oh, Throw wow. it on Todd's lap. And, and, and <laughs> I swear to God. And I fr- and I yell like I go. I do one of my you know yells like that, that, you know, I go. I go Daniel. And then I throw it <laughs> to the back seat. So I'm like, what if it's a bomb? That's all I kept thinking is a. Here's what I thought: bomb or stacks and stacks of cash. Yeah, I yeah. did think that it would have to be one of the. Other. So we get to the improv. We open it. <laughs> what? It would have to be one or the other. I mean, well, I guess, if it were a uh, well, TV show be. or a movie. What, what do you mean? Well, a black briefcase. It's either like uh, a bomb. No one's going to have some. Uh, Am I just, crazy? Uh, no, no. I get, yeah. Paperwork. Okay, so right. here's what I'm so agreeing. We get out of the car. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right. We get out of the car. We throw the suitcase on the ground and we open it. Click, click. I stand tw- 20 feet back. I stand literally 20 feet back. And and it, this is where it kind of gets weird. Because so, keep in mind, we keep saying, could it be a bomb? So how funky is it or fucked up or whatever you want to say? on the money that it's a Saudi Arabian passport, mm. copies of, uh, of that passport, a bunch of credit cards. Uh, bank statements. Of, a lot of bank statements, a lot of hotel receipts, a lot of um, airplane ticket stubs, a ton. Yeah, nothing other than that. Not like there's, you know, like some papers in there from where he works or and just all very weird. Look like a lot of stuff. In, in all fairness, to fake somebody, like everything we thought, like, you know, to fake who you are, an, uh, an apartment. Uh, so, yeah, Saudi Arabian money, not a lot, but they're like, you know, 30, 40 bucks or oh, whatever wow. it is. And um, Which I have. Yeah, we, we kept that. So, th- so, th- so Todd, we, Todd we doesn't want to touch it. So I'm going through everything in the briefcase. I'm taking pictures of it all. Mm-hmm. And then I find, okay, here's a lease for an apartment. Oh, wait. Can I tell you one more thing? So I said, Daniel, your hand, your fingerprints are all over it. Yeah. So you're the one going to get in trouble. And he literally takes my hand because it's just there and he was able to grab it. And he starts pressing it on all the stuff. I'm like, well, well I don't want to be the only one going down for this. So, so we find a lease for an apartment. And he had a very Middle Eastern last name. I'm not going to, you know, do a comedic version of it. it was just a very middle eastern yeah, i'm sorry yeah. he had it by the way in his picture didn't he have a uh what do you call it uh he had a tur- uh, not a turban but what the a Saudis- baseball cap on backwards yes yes oh, no okay. no he had a turban no, the, <laughs> yeah, not a turban but the thing that the, the head scarf that uh saudis wear yeah I don't know what you call it what is it shawl is that what it is i don't know google it but i, I go- can picture google what it. you're talking about yeah so anyway so there's a lease for an apartment and it's him and and there's just his name and very little information and then a co-signer May, like a white girl name, like Megan Johnson or something like that. It's not Megan Johnson, by the way. And I go, well, let's call her. And she has a lot of information. I go, let's call her up and see who this guy is. Maybe he's just a student. Let's not be racist. Mm-hmm. So the manager at the improv goes, oh, before that, they had credit cards. And I go, let's try some of the credit cards. And they're like, no, not at the improv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to come back. We call the roommate, and she goes, I've never heard of him. I don't have, I don't have a roommate. I, don't have a, oh, I never wow. signed a lease with anybody. Oh, wow. So they call the LA, they call the Irvine PD. Daniel's on stage, and then they show up, the Irvine PD. I didn't want to overreact, so I just said, hey, look, there's probably nothing, but you know, we just thought on the freak event that it is something. Yeah, we'll turn it over to you, and then you do what you want with it. But we just thought it was a little weird. So um, what's that called? Kerchief? Kerchief? Like a hand kerchief. Look at this. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it took a lot of research to get, get that down. 
Oh, by yeah. the way, when this oh when oh, okay, hold on. Kurt Chiefs, he was wearing a Kurt so Chief. so the LA, the the Irvine PD came while Dan was on stage and they asked, so yeah the LA PD comes in and then they 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 ask that questions and he only gives them his name. What if we catch a terrorist? Because I, you know why? Because you were about ready to wrap up your act, and I thought she was going to go. Well, you can't go on stage. You have to fill out some paperwork. Oh, oh. But she was really cool. She's like, well, "All right, well, just give me your name. What's your birth date? 1975. You know." <clears throat> and uh, well, so, how, how, was the girl's number there? So you called the girl. I didn't call the girl. Daniel did. But her phone number was. You definitely know you called the right Megan Johnson. Let's say whatever her name was. I didn't um, even think about this. You're you're, you're a sloppy dialer. There could no, 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 no. I didn't call the man. The improv manager called her. And, and, he and said was that a phone heard. number that they got from the? It was the on package? the lease. It was okay. on the lease. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And just right. like random. Well, that's hotels. suspicious. No, if her Receipts. name's on a lease and she doesn't know, I mean, there's right. something going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they, they never us. called us, and everything's fine. So, so I guess. we did. So we saved. We prevented an attack. We prevented probably, an attack because it has maybe. been fine Thank since you. we found the bridge. There, have there been any attacks? Or at least an identity fraud. Thank you. Either yeah. way, we'll take it. Thank you. But, Thank you. Yeah, well, let's move this uh, charade along. I like to say That's things that don't really come out of my mouth naturally, <laughs> like I heard someone else say it on a talk show once. Um, we have uh, Today's packed with entertainment. Today, should we mention that this is a uh, – I, I mean, I could ask you. We can always go back. We're doing – because I'm out of town next week, we're doing a double episode today. We're going to do an hour show, and then the after show will be an hour, and then we're going to drop it on two parts. Is that okay to say that? Yeah, that's fine. To say. So – so we have a lot going on today. One, so we're we're here at Black Horse Motors, and some people know this, um, some people don't, but they know it now. And w- downstairs, there is a mechanic, and uh, he was up here. I guess when I first started putting the studio in here, and he was messing around because I have a stage in here and an organ and keyboards and drums, and he started to sing. And I go, "Oh, he was like really good." And he, first, he, when, he, when he went up, he, I didn't, you don't know how someone will be. Mm-hmm. And then he started singing. I'm like, "This guy's really good." So. He's going to uh, – I said, you got to play on the podcast. Let's, let's have a – in the after show or maybe even at the end of the uh, the first part of the show, we'll just, you know, we'll have like a fun song. And then I asked Joey um, Zare, who played – who was what, – what's the name Joey of the band? Zare. Uh, can you look that uh, – oh, God, I can't believe – It's disrespectful and he's nice enough. Is. Well, he's in a band and uh, they – something uh, – oh, no, not uh, – you're, you're close – yeah. Well, anyway, it's 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 okay. We'll look it up. We'll find it out. That's. But anyway, so he he when I had I had a, that pilot called Dinner with Todd and his band played, and he he plays. Oh drums. yeah, yeah, it was a good band. So he played yeah. drums. Right. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Henry was on my pilot. Um. So, so he's gonna come. <laughs> he's gonna come by and play drums. And we're doing some. We're it'll be. Uh, we we got a prearranged piece of music, and then uh, Joey's gonna play along, and we're just gonna have some fun in the studio. Great. And and Bob, the gentleman, uh, the Click Five. Click five. So they've been on like Conan and and he had a well he'll tell yeah. us when he gets here. He told us the, the it he when he was on uh Conan, Paul Schaefer from Letterman's daughter saw and they, he loved that uh, he, she, Paul Schaefer's daughter loved Click Five. Wow. So they when she had her sweet sixteen, they hired this band to oh, play. That's fantastic. On, so then Paul well, let he'll tell the story. Then Paul Schaefer started um well he'll he'll tell the story. Hmm. So anyway, so, so him. His boss, He's been molesting him for started molesting years. him. Um, you want to so take a break? Much. Yeah, take a break. I, I really do want to take a break because I want to reorganize my thoughts. And you know, I love jingles, so uh, we'll take a break we, we, and uh, we'll be right back right after this.
gentlemen, Red Fox. I ain't playing for no goddamn two people. This is fucking bullshit. Go fuck yourself, you pieces of shit. Every fucking one of you. You know, in the business, they say you shouldn't punish the people, but fuck that. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I think we have... Uh... Uh, Todd, wait. I think Red Fox is on the phone. Yeah, hello. Oh, hey. Hi. Yeah, this is this Red Fox? Yeah, this is Red Fox. How you doing over there? I love the Todd... My voice sounds different because I'm I'm dead. Oh, that makes sense. Hey, how how many people were actually at that show? Well, before I start talking about it, how many people listen to this podcast? Katie, how many people listen to this podcast? Oh, about maybe like, you know, 40,000, 50,000 people. Okay. 40,000, 50,000 people. I ain't doing a fucking interview for 40,000, 50,000 people. Go fuck yourself. Wow. Man, yeah, that music follows him everywhere he goes. Yeah, hold on, I'm back again. Oh, he is? Yeah, I'm still on the air. I said, go fuck yourself. Now I'm hanging up. You know what, Andrew? <laughs> no, 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 no. When, let me take my... When you make mistakes like that, you cost this show listeners. You cost Katie money. Money. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. The way you're going to learn... <laughs> is that we're going to... Can we get the organist over there? Yeah. Every time you mess up... Oh, my God. Get up there. And you play... No? Let the audience now listen to 30 seconds of organ music. And that's what happens. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Like polka? Is that it? Polka. It doesn't feel like punishment. <laughs> it actually doesn't feel like a punishment. Wait, this is working to your advantage. Did you slip him? I like a matzah every day. I eat it all the day. Okay, okay right. so let's get to some you. serious stuff before it gets a little silly. Yeah, well, um, okay, yeah. So um, do you want to talk about Chrissy O'Donnell? Chrissy O'Donnell. Chrissy sure, O'Donnell. sure. I'm Pierce, yeah. Did you yeah. see it? What is this? Christy O'Donnell, uh, you know, uh, she, uh, I- I'll tell you why I'm bringing this up. Because I want to. <laughs> um, no, uh, Christy O'Donnell, I, you know, it's funny. The other day somebody asked me, they go, how does she get all this, you know, like, you know, how does she publicity. get on publicity? Like, so I guess back in the day, like, how did it all start? Like when, mm. when she was on Politically Incorrect, when I was on there 10 years ago, how did she, get, then she was just some, she was a hot girl. Well, that's that helps. The thing. Yeah, hot girl who has any sort of issue and is you know looks good on camera and can talk a lot, especially now. And ten years ago, it was the beginning of that culture. Now, you know, it is kind of its heyday where oh, it's people they need somebody to come on TV and talk. They need to fill 
time. So now just the fact that she was a candidate, now she just she was never a legitimate candidate. And, and you know, now she's just, a, you know, she's like Sarah Palin, where she used to, you know, she got, back then she preached abstinence. Or, um, yeah. Did I say it wrong? Abstinence. No, you got it. Yeah. And uh, he had, well, well, here was the thing that I thought was interesting. Me and Daniel, Daniel, you know, we take he's probably tired of me saying this, but I said about a month ago, I go, when will we get to the point when when somebody won't answer a question on a show like uh, like like. That they, they, they continue the interview. Explain. Well, yeah. Uh, when when will we get to the point where if you if have such archaic views on su- on some things like mm-hmm. marriage or sexuality, we're no longer going to entertain your other views on other things until you get that right. Yeah. Like and yeah. you, you could yeah. run for president right now if you had great economic policies, but you thought we should bring back segregation. No one would give you time for that, even if you had brilliant economic ideas. Right. And, and let me just let me just interject because somebody said something once when obviously we've talked about this off the podcast. They said, well, there's shows that show the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. As a, as a show where they're revealing the Ku Klux Klan for the stupidity that they are, they won't sit down the Ku Klux Klan or maybe we shouldn't even make it that harsh. They would, if you were a candidate and you thought black people shouldn't marry white people, they wouldn't go. All right, we'll agree to disagree. Now, what is your what are <laughs> yeah, your feelings yeah. on exactly. um, the economics? Yeah. It's like it, that feeling is so archaic now that yeah, you just an interview is going to they're going to stop the interview and go. No, 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 no. You're not. We can't entertain your thoughts if that thought is so archaic. Then I really don't care what else you have to say. So that's so what go, he kind of did, right? When are they going to do that with? Uh, you know, gay marriage. Like, when are who's going to be the first you know show that goes? No, no, no. We can't just move past it. Yeah, you know, yeah. we gotta. So I give, I give uh, uh, Pierce uh, Morgan, yeah, uh, a man? lot of credit because he did that. I'm watching, going, good for him. He's like, no, 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 you just don't move past this, oh, that's and that's good. what she was trying to do. And he wouldn't move past it until she walked off the show. And I thought, good for him. So, so should we play it? And then, oh yeah, yeah, it, it'll and take when like this, a minute. When did this happen? Uh, this happened. Hold on one second. Um, this this happened like uh, a, a week ago. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but recently, recently okay. enough. Yeah. Okay. Right now, I'm curious about whether you support gay you're marriage. Getting, you're, you're borderline being a little bit rude. You know, I, I obviously... Really? I obviously want to talk about the issues that I choose to talk about in the book. Um, do, do you answer that question in the book? I talk about my religious beliefs, yeah. I absolutely no, do. Do you talk, do you talk about gay marriage in the book? What relevance is that right now? Is there a piece of legislation? I mean, I, I shouldn't uh, be voting on it. It's anything. obviously one of the most... It's obviously, as you know, because of Michelle Bartman's views and others, it's obviously a highly contentious political issue. I'm just curious what your view is. You keep saying it's in the book. So I'm bemused as to why you wouldn't just say it in an interview if it's in the book. Because I don't think it's relevant. It's not a topic that I choose to embrace. It's not what I'm championing right now. I've, I've been there, done that, gone down that road. Right now, what I'm trying to do is, is to promote a book that I hope to be a very inspirational story to people who are part of the Tea Party movement so that they can continue you know, in this movement to bring America back to the second American revolution. That's my goal. That's my focus right now. So would you agree with Michelle Bartman that we should maybe repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell? You should restore that? (laughs) I'm not talking about policies. I'm not running for office. Ask Michelle Bachman what she thinks. Ask the candidates who are running for office what they think. Why are you being so weird about this? 
I'm not being weird about this, Pierce. Um, I'm not running for office. I'm not promoting a legislative agenda. I'm promoting the policies that I lay out in the book that are mostly fiscal, that are mostly constitutional. That's why I agreed to come on your show. That's what I want to talk about. I'm not being weird. You're being a little rude. I don't, I don't, I'm baffled as to why you think I'm being rude. I think I'm being rather charming and respectful. I'm just asking you questions based on your own public statements and now what you've written in your own book. It's hardly rude to ask you that, surely. Well, don't you think as a host, um, if I say this is what I want to talk about, that's what we should address? Uh, not really, no. You're a yes. politician. Yeah, OK, I'm being pulled away. You know, we, we, we turned down another interview for this. Where are you going? <laughs> you're, you're leaving? Well, I was supposed to be speaking at the Republican Women's Club at 6 o'clock, and I chose to um, be a little late for that, not to be, you know, yeah, not to endure not to be... a rude talk show host, but to, to talk to I you about I my book and why... to talk about the issues that I address in my book. Have you read the book? Yes, but these issues are in your book. That's my point. Yeah. You do talk about them. Okay. All right, are we off? Are we done? He's uh, still there. I'm not. I'm still here. He's, he says he still wants to talk to you. Well. <laughs> it would appear that the interview has just been yeah. ended. So, because I, I had the audacity to ask questions based on stuff that's in this book. Anyway, it's a good book. It's called Troublemaker. I think we now know <laughs> it's why it's book. called Troublemaker. Uh, Christine O'Donnell, available in all good bookshops. I love how, um, making America Great all right. Again. All they want to do is get go on, spew their hate... And not be asked any questions. Well, because well, they don't want to lose some people that might be in favor. But it's like, well, that's chicken. You know? that, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I thought. Like, she gets like, oh, there are probably some people that like everything I believe in, but they don't have some of the archaic beliefs there. Yeah. But you know what? I always say when I have a show, I guess I have a show. And, and maybe this is something I want to start doing on a regular basis. I don't really care about anybody who doesn't – you'll understand what I'm saying. I might say it a little wrong. But I don't care about anybody that really doesn't like her to begin with that then, think, then thinks this was stupid, like me and you. And you know we don't like her to begin with. I want somebody that likes her, that likes her, that goes, no, that was fucked I up. don't think people that like her There's listen gotta be, to your show. No, we'll go get them. I want – because let me tell you something. There are people – there have to be. I'm saying this in all fairness. I'm trying to be fair to the other side. There has to be someone on the other side. And if not, then they should be embarrassed. It goes, you know what? I like Christy O'Donnell. Am I saying her name right? Christine? Christine O'Donnell. Okay. But – I like her and I like her views, but that's fucked up. Like, you know, they were asking her about what the you, book. I would love to know to talk to a person who likes her. Why do you like her? Well, you can't what imagine ever... people that like her. No. I mean, no. Uh, believe me, don't she get me wrong. I don't like her either. nothing to this society. To, I mean, to our, I, I mean, that's a harsh statement. She, she contributes nothing to our political scene as is. So wh wh why do you like her? Maybe as a person, is, is that your sister? Is that your friend from high school? You like her? I get that. Well, Other people, than that, that, people that like her uh, – by the way, I'm not I'm – not, uh, I don't like her. I think yeah. that's very clear. But, I mean, I could totally see there's people in this world that like her. Yeah, there's the plenty of other values. dumb girls who hate gay people and uh, – and I like how she, she doesn't think it's relevant to talk about that because it's not the flavor of the month. Right. But that's very relevant right now. You know, it's like it's it's very relevant that that there's children out there that you make feel like shit because of your views. And, yeah, it's very relevant. And I always say this about people like her, that when someone's hate, if it just affects you, 
be hateful. But when your hate affects somebody other, some other human being, I really do believe this. And I know it. Maybe, maybe a therapist or someone that I respect cleaner thoughts than I'm about to say would tell me why this isn't right to say. But I really do feel it. People like that. I, my first wish, my wish is that they change and be a decent person that's open-minded and not judgmental. But my second wish is that they die. And I don't think I'm crazy because I wish them a painless death. I think with as much hate as they bring into this world, the fact that I go when they die, that it should be totally painless. I, I, because they think, oh, that's horrible. Well, what? She should live and make other people feel like shit. Yeah, she's just standing she in the way. She should make of some progress. kid that doesn't understand and hears her spewing out this vile hate and then sits down on, on interviews and people talk to her. Like, well, but, but he didn't talk to her. I respect it. There, then, because it's like, then you're saying the punishment for saying. For speech is death if you're saying the wrong thing. <laughs> well, there's the, here's my that's why I said I, I'm saying I yeah, think yeah, if I he had a choice, it. if he could have her killed and not be punished, I don't think he would. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe I should have set it up by saying I'm it's I, I'm I wish those people were not on this planet because they're well, no, because there's a hundred other things that I would agree to disagree that I wouldn't say such. Let, how am I saying it? in a comedic in a comedic it's sort of like when, uh, you know, uh, how, how do I say it? like when I, I'm hyperbole. Not, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't really mean it because I don't want to see anybody die, but I also don't want to see someone yeah, I mean, spreading there, hate like that. I know, that. true, but there's going to be wackos on there, but it's the responsibility of other people to think for themselves and just hear hear what they're saying and then go, okay, I reject it. That's actually a really yeah, good but, point. That's a good, that's a good point, which leads me to what me and Daniel talked about. You know, all when we, we can were driving. do is make them out to be the wackos that they are. Well, then know? that's that's the problem with with what I've said is that you know we can't make people that are hateful be unhateful. It would yeah, be great yeah. if we could, but we can't. No. But what we can ask people to do to just be, to at least adhere to what they believe in. So if you go to an organization, and and this is I'm you know I'm, I'm quoting Sarah Silverman because we just talked about this, but I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way. If you got married before and you weren't thinking about it, you get a get out of jail free card. You know, if you got married, you weren't thinking, oh yeah, I'm supporting a cause that doesn't. I'm so, I'm supporting an institution that doesn't su- say that gay people are equal. Yeah, you get a get thought about. But that, once yeah. someone brings it to your attention. Yeah, they're the people. Uh, so so almost like I want to have a day. It's called national. Just adhere to what you believe. If you go to a church and it's anti-gay and you're not, you're sicker. You're That's a sickness. Like, And, I, and again, I know we, this all gets said and then later I listen to it and I hope it comes out right. But, you know, to me, the sicker person isn't the person that kills a gay person for being gay, drags them down the street. They, they hate gay people. They kill gay people. They're sick, and that's what they do. It's someone that doesn't believe that, that goes to a church and goes, oh, well, I don't really believe that, but we go to the church. You're the sick fuck. <laughs> like, you, you, you're you open-minded, but yet you write a check once a year to an organization that's hateful. Yeah, you, you're the – don't be fooled for one second who's the sicker fuck because it's you. Well, and yeah. also how many excuses – excuses, excuse me. Are you going to give them? Well, yeah, I know. I, I don't agree on their views with uh, gay marriage. I also don't really condone all the child fucking. Uh, yeah, I know. During the Holocaust, they kind of sat on the sidelines. I know. But other than that, I, you know, I like the candles. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Go. It's your turn, Henry. I want to hear you talk about this. Well, the, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Giuliani came out and said that he, back when he was running, he was like, well, I, I don't have a problem with gays getting married. Did he say and, that? And that was pretty much the end of him as a as a candidate. <laughs> so it's like maybe I mean, maybe she's just being a a good politician and just saying, Well, I know if I say that I'm gonna lose in, in so many other ways and I have to be strategic, so I'm gonna try to avoid it. Even though to this talk show's host's credit, he 
he made it extremely uncomfortable for right. her to be able and, to and, and, you know, somebody pointed this out, which I totally agree. Like, I'm not being... But a real not, politician would have addressed the issue instead of just trying to pretend... Well, like she's not a politician. Racist. Like, her, her excuse was, hey, I'm not running for office. I'm not running for uh, for any, on any policy. I'm just here to promote the ideas that I like. Oh, so you just... It's money. You're here to sell, sell your, your book. book. Yeah. Right. And so also, you know, we're, we're very aware that... Um, and although I give them credit for doing it, because some people wouldn't even have done it with, with how little important... She, She's not the most important person in the world, so he could do that. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't do that if it was someone that was bigger than her. I don't know. I saw uh, – who's the um, – uh, Bob Schieffer on Sundays, oh. right? I saw him uh, hold Michelle Bachman to the to her her feet to the fire a little bit. Where, same question. And she just would not – she's like, hey, listen, that's not what I'm running on. I, I, I don't want to be the president for gay people. I want to be president for all people, so it's not important. And it's like, mm, kind of is. Yeah, you can't just blow past that kind of hatred, and it doesn't matter who it is. I just it's whatever, whether whatever it is, whatever the hatred goes, and it affects a lot of people. The that, it, and then this is the last thing I'll say about this. It just has to do with being archaic, and I don't know why it always gets my goat when, when the when the when the it's not just me disagreeing. Like when it comes to her views on on apps, I can never yeah, like. The test results are in. No, no, I don't want to have a where I go, oh, you think this and I think that. And you think this and we can agree to disagree. No, the test results are in. Like if you went, give abstinence a week. Okay, we'll give it a week. It's not working. Well, come on, give it a year. Give it five years. Give it 10 years. Give it 20 years. Give it 30 years. Give it 40 years. When will the other side go, okay, in all fairness, I want to hear someone on the other side go, look, I'm for it too, but they did give us 40 years. It ain't fucking working. (laughs) They gave us how many fucking years do they want before kids? Kids want to fuck. Yeah. Now, you, now uh, you want to work another way out or do you want to just, you know, oh, no, we're going to try. How long are they going to keep trying it before they – I wish they were they would ignore test results for their own lives. Like take medicine that doesn't work and just keep taking it and you're losing weight and you take it and you lose more weight and you take it and you just you – know, you're sitting there in bed 30 pounds because you won't acknowledge science. Oh, yeah. They won't do it with that. Then they want to acknowledge the science. Well, Just when it's their archaic views, then they don't want to acknowledge science. What disease does this person have where they just keep losing weight? And then. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me worked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's take a break. No. Can I do that on your show? Can yeah, I take. Can I, can I throw it a break? Anybody can throw it a break. <laughs> there we go. We got. Already, I know I'm going to. Why can't I just. I'm worried. Well, oh, don't second guess yourself. You, that, you do feel that way. Right. The only thing I feel bad, I, I seriously, I don't like to wish people's death, but I think there's some for every person out there that I think there, you, I think there's someone that knows. Well, I, I still stick to you know, let's all li- learn to live with these kind of wackos out there saying whatever. I mean, there's always been. I mean, even back in, uh, I, I mean, I guess in the early '80s or whatever. I remember mm-hmm. watching Geraldo or maybe the later '80s, yeah. and there was all those like Ku Klux Klan people that he would always he loved having those people yeah. on there. And to me, they just looked absolutely ridiculous, you know. And, and no, you that's know. a really. I, I'm glad that Henry said that because you're right. That is a really good point. Like, there's always going to be people like that, which just leads me back to my thought. Yeah, I'd love if those people weren't there. I'm just saying that you know, if you're going to do anything about it, then then we can't call ourselves you know like free speech advocates. But we you know? can. Well, but we can do. I agree with you on that. But then it leads me to the other thing of then. But we can ask people that aren't hateful to just follow through with that. Don't be a part of an organization because that's really what's worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just that, saying, that's yeah. My, then that's my new plight to ask people because, you know, you I'm going to repeat what I said in a little different way. You can't ask. You can't make the whole world change. Mm-hmm. But what I'm about to say, it could happen tomorrow. 
literally tomorrow. Because all you're asking people, you know what you believe in? Just have follow through with it. So if you're giving your money to anything where you don't believe in it, stop. Like someone could do that. You can't take someone who's hateful and go, stop being hateful tomorrow. So fuck that. You're hateful, be hateful. But if you're not, can't we beg the world tomorrow? Tomorrow. How long does it take? It takes a second to adhere what you already believe in. And if you don't, if you don't, if you go, well, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not hateful, but you go to a church or a synagogue or whatever, you get married. I think, don't you have to get help? Like you, you sit down, you a doctor and you go, hey, uh, I'm pro or whatever you're well, pro, I will but, say I'm, this. but I'm giving all my money to an, an organization that doesn't believe in my views. Well, what's wrong with me? Wouldn't Doc. someone go, where am I going off? Am I going off the deep end here? No, but I, I think, and I've said this to you before, I think what happens is that people still need salvation, for the lack of a better word. People still need the the feel the need to, to know that their souls are going to be saved somehow. I'm not religious, so I don't, you know, I don't have that need, but most people do. That's why they go to church. That's why they read, you know, spiritual books. They need to have that fulfillment. And a lot of times church is, I know, uh, you know, a girl who goes to church and, and, you know, you know her, and she is the most loving person, most accepting person, but she goes to church because she gets something spiritual out of it where she can't get it anywhere else, I guess. Maybe that's the excuse. Well, but I feel they, like what you're doing is you're explaining. Church sells heaven. Let me, let me explain, get let me explain to this. They wouldn't be happy with you defending them because you're just explaining why they're sick or why they're disturbed. They are sick. Maybe the I, word is what I'm sick. Doing, yeah. Let's not say the word sick because I don't want to – I lose what I'm trying to say if I over if, – if you're doing – and we both know this person. We both know her. Very, very open-minded, very yeah. – but she does go – by the way, and I, I always have to over – I always have to get every thought. Um, I know that there are churches and synagogues and organizations that don't preach that type of hate. So obviously if you go to that one, we're not talking about that one. We're just saying if you go to an organization that believes that, then – Tomorrow, just just stop it. Is that like you're saying? Is if there was an organization that could uh, promise them they'd go somewhere and live happily ever after, uh, that's yeah. what they get out of it. Yeah, they if go, you could get heaven without all the other side effects, I think people would switch. Yeah, maybe we need to start that. Like, a, well, here's shit. a question I always had. Like, let's say let's say that you're a Catholic priest or whatever, and you're a pedophile. Like, you want to be you know, having sex with children, but you're a good person, and you decide, well, I'm not going to do that because I know that that's wrong. And you go throughout your whole life without ever doing it. You know, you kind of like hold yourself back. Now, do they believe that when you go to heaven, you can fuck all the kids? <laughs> you can fuck all. The- and maybe that's what heaven is. It's just like you can just fuck all these kids. And then which kids are you fucking? And then here's what I'm thinking. It's like maybe it's the kids that were bad. Like that's what you say. It's like you could tell bad kids. It's like, no, don't be bad because that guy's going to be able to fuck you afterward. Oh, yeah, that's really <laughs> Anyway, now, kids love it. Hey, can you, I do. No, can you kids guys love fuck. We, go, we back, go back. Hey, to hey, a serious. Wait, no, seriously, kids love these jokes. Hey, uh, did you guys hear about the, the one about the uh, Jewish pedophile? Hey, kids, you want to buy some candy? <laughs> no, they do. We do what they do on specials. Like you know, when they have a, a special and they cut to someone in the audience, mm-hmm. they always show if it's a like, if it's a black joke, they show a black couple laughing. Oh, that's right. Oh, the black people are enjoying it. All right, so here's was, what we're gonna that, do. That's that bit. Joey is here. Mm-hmm. Joey's there, everybody. Click. And uh, so we're going to take a break. Also, uh, Bob is here from downstairs, the mechanic downstairs. I don't even know Bob's last name. What is your last name, Bob? Zimmer. Bob Zimmer is here from downstairs. So we're going to take, like, what, 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 where are we at with this? What, where are we at? We're at, like, an hour. We oh, are. Yeah. So maybe we should just go it's to the after show. It's only been an hour? Yeah, it's an after show. You want to do it as the after show? Yeah, I think that would be good. Or then give me another to wind down. You're telling me we've only been here an hour. 
Oh, <laughs> you know what's so funny? As you were saying it, I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> I went, wait a second. That's not good. Amazing. Yeah. And all I'm going to do is I sit in my- I thought it was six hours. Six hours? That's Isn't how that long a... I thought we were sitting. If you would have asked me. That's a sign of that's a sign of a, a good show. Yeah, yeah. It feels no, longer it than it like it was is. going on oh. forever. I thought it was the opposite. <laughs> it's not? No, no, no. It's uh, longer. Uh, yeah, like, oh, my God. It seems like we've been here for six hours. That's how much fun it is. It seems <laughs> like in only an hour, I was able to make it seem like six hours of that's fun. talent. That is good. All right, so there we go. Um, let me rip through this real quick, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll give Bob and Joey a chance. Bob, uh, there's some prearranged music, obviously, but then Joey, and we'll find out more about Joey and how we know each other and his band and all that when, when we come back on the after show. But um, we're going to give them like 10 minutes to just, you know, he's going to play drums along with the pre-recorded music and cool. Bob will sing. So, but, but let me just go through a few things also uh, real quick. Um, Black Horse Motors, obviously, you you if you should come down here and check out some of these cars and buy one. Don't be cheap. Yeah. Um, Andrew Furtada, who is just wonderful. He's a he's a you know. Katie called me last night at four in the morning. She goes, he's a godsend. <laughs> and all I'm thinking right now is we need to lower the air conditioning because I'm boiling hot. But if you want, he he's been doing the editing, the openings of the show, and he's he's been great. What's your website, Andrew? www.tasteskindoffunny.com And then um and then um okay also uh, do we get any emails from the a set for someone that wants to do our back wall? Uh I'll have to look. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. There's got to be someone um also uh you know what I listened to the other day? I know it seems I listened to when I was on Jimmy Pardo's podcast. Oh my god. It, I didn't I, I was like my head hurt when I left there that day. So if you Are you wanna... plugging yourself on another podcast? No, I'm plugging. <laughs> I'm plugging how much fun I had on on, uh, on the uh, Never Not Funny. No, Jimmy Pardo. He was Very he, funny. he was doing Andrew Dice the Andrew Dice Clay voice, and uh, oh my god, it was it was funny. I know I shouldn't. I was hey, I had a long car ride. I had nothing to do. Um, here's what I want. If there's someone out there in a band, or someone can sing, maybe it's I don't know, maybe Jack Black. You call the producer. How do they get in contact with you, Katie? They can email us at Todd at Nerdist.com. And then behind my back, I always want it to be like a Tom Jones song, no matter who it is. Mm. Then they come on the show. One day we're in the middle of the show. The doorbell rings and um, uh, and then they show up and they, and they surprise me. You think that'll ever happen? It might happen soon. All right. So I know that seemed like what does he what does Todd want? There's people listening right now. Give us more than that. We had a great time in Irvine and and this uh, this guy came up after the show with his girlfriend and made us candy. Me and Daniel, this peanut brittle, and his name was Chris. And I always, th- I always get jealous because I feel like people bring Doug Benson. Do people bring you stuff ever? Uh like yeah, you know stuff. Like, yeah, they do. I mean, I've had that. Yeah. Oh, I get it I a lot. Remember. I just haven't got I don't it recently. Get it a lot, I feel like I have. I, I, I feel like it. Mark Marin started it. Good. I had some people right? come to a now show. Everybody brings co- comedians food. God bless them. You know what's funny? How we tr- we trust them. I know. Someone asked me, I, I looked at this couple. They looked like the nicest couple in the world. I went, yes, it's safe to eat. And I let a waitress eat two pieces first. I, I've never gotten food, by the way. Oh, you know, what do you get? What do people make you? I Throw. got uh, somebody came to a show. They took a picture with me, and then they came back a couple of days later and gave me a framed version of the picture of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they cut you is out that, of it. Is that a true they cut. Story? They photoshopped me out of it. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is true. No, I mean, I, I think I've gotten little things. I've never gotten food though. I don't know if I'd want food. All right. Well, it was good. Like, well, it I, hey, be, look. It could this, be weird though. What's your favorite guy, kind of food? 
Oh, Jesus. Jesus. What, what are we having like, a boring festival over here? <laughs> I'm getting ready for one, yes. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are yeah. you really? Yeah, didn't didn't I tell you? I'm so tell me about it. Yeah, I'm doing a boring festival. And when does it oh, start? They asked me to get ready whenever I can, and I, I thought I would come in and do it here. Which comedian is headlining it? Oh, that would be a tough one. You can get I Sammy knew, just to get just to get. I, no, I knew you wouldn't. Uh, Henry, we know who's headlining it, and shut the fuck we up. We all know who's headlining. We sure we know who's headlining it. I just I'm just trying to get Henry some free food next time he's uh, doing a show. Yeah, ca- um, coffee cake. I like coffee, coffee cake, cake for Henry Phillips. There we go. Okay, so coffee cake. This Let's guy. See how effective they were nice. Podcast is. And then um yeah right. Um, bring Henry Phillips coffee cake, please. I'm begging you. Send it to him in the mail. <laughs> um, I don't care. What, just send him. Um, um, I guess that's it. I get the emails. Hey, was there ever a chance we'll ever be able to Katie to take phone calls? Yeah, maybe one day we could probably do Skype calls. I want to start doing that. Okay. Can I tell you guys a story I wanted to tell about an hour ago? Can we do it on the after show? No, we don't have to do it. No, no, I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it on the after. We'll do it on the after show. Sure. So, so there's that, and then um, uh, and Irvine. I love Irvine and all the people. There were so many cool people that I talked to after the show. So, um, I, I that was very nice. I always like meeting nice people. At, you know, doing uh, um, there we go. Okay, Henry, do, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, Henry, um, do you have anything? We're doing the after show. Oh, I've show. got uh, I've, I have some videos. I have my new series of cooking videos that are on YouTube right now. It's called Henry's Kitchen. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And I'm cooking uh, cooking food and teaching people how to cook food. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. No, I, I didn't know you liked to cook. Are you being serious? Uh, yeah, the, the, I do have videos. Uh, I do like to cook, <laughs> and uh, but the videos, you know, I'm 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 screwing up whatever dish it is that I'm that I'm making. But it's based on on my real life. And where do they go get the video? Where, say it again. Uh, YouTube. Uh, just put in Henry's Kitchen. Uh, how to make, uh, you know, I've got a chili and I've got oven baked French toast. And, I love it. And then I just did a shepherd's pie. Yeah, yeah, it's cooking. Videos. I know. I, swear, I, I it's love a lot that. of fun. And also, uh, your uh, your short that you did. Uh, where's that? Is that the, available? Uh, the movie? Yeah. Well, it's a full length movie. Um, it felt short. It's because <laughs> it's, it's called the uh, get it because I'm the other guy. I got thing. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, let me tell you something. I <laughs> should. I should short. I shouldn't make a joke before people know the way I really felt. I loved it. Like oh, you never know when so. people give you stuff. Oh, I know how you're going to feel about it. And you know who there was. Everybody was great in it. But you know who I fell in love with. Who's that? Is your manager? Oh, she's fantastic. What, what she's is her name? So great. Her name is Ellen Ratner. <laughs> oh and my she's god. She's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because that character. It's weird when you you know it's a good we all character. know that person, but yeah. but I didn't expect to like her as a manager. Like yeah. she liked you, and she really wanted you to succeed. And like when you left her, I was like, oh my! I was like, oh, I almost cried. Like I was like, I really. Uh, she uh, she was amazing. I loved the way she did that. That was all her choices. She made yeah, great no, choices. Well, that's a secret uh, that I learned, and and the secret for filmmaking is like, is that part really kind of was kind of boring on the script? You know, it's like. I, I don't I'm not the greatest screenwriter in the world and and so um but what you do is you get a great person to play it and all of a sudden the whole part just takes on some kind of a life of its own and that's it what, did. that's what she did and she was amazing. Yeah, yeah she was. She was yeah, really it's, good. It's called Punching the Clown. Man. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You uh you fucked that shit? Now leaving Nerdist.com.